You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't checked us out yet, go to the gram at Built for the Stage, the talk that ticks at Built for the Stage, or check out the website, builtforthestage.com. Thanks to our producing team, Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. All right, exciting guest as always here on Built for the Stage podcast. Coming to us from the magical show of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I got to see this when it was still a two-part show. It's now condensed down to a one-part show. But don't get it twisted. It's, it's still kind of long. And these, these <laughs> cast members are working hard up on that stage. Because honestly, it's one of the most like... It's probably the closest stage show that I've seen that's also like a, a movie, not in this case of The Cursed Child. I don't think that one's a movie, but the guests can correct me if I'm wrong. But anyways, the technical like special effects on the stage, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, they're just making it work as best they can to stage. No, this stuff is too legit to quit. So if you haven't seen <laughs> Harry Potter and The Cursed Child, run to the theater and see it. Uh, our guest uh, has also uh, recently been in a small fire that was opposite of B.B. Uh, Newworth, and he's been in various film and TV credits. You can see that on his website in the description of this episode. Please welcome to the podcast, O.G. Agulue. Hey, o- hey, O.G. Hi, Joe. You want to give it a go? How was that workout you uh, just did, huh? Oh man, I'm I'm sweating. I'm still sweating. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I I went in today. So what was yeah, what it's was my on day the- off? So it's like, you know, I I gotta I gotta do more. You know, on the day off, I got time. Hey, no excuses. Everyone listen. Everyone listen to OG right now. It's his day off. <laughs> He's still getting it done. He's still getting it done. Um. Okay. So what was on the docket for your workout? Anything fun today? Uh, back day, but when I say that, it, it's so broad because yes, I focus on back and biceps, but then I do a bunch of other sort of crossfit type things. You know, I was doing burpees and box jumps and, yeah, you know, uh, pull-ups you, and the, what's it called? What's this? The battle the skier. Oh, the skier. skier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Which you, so you're you live in Harlem? You said what gym do you go to? I go to Equinox uh, Sports Club. So there's a lot of space. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of equipment. There's a lot of classes. Great. Yeah, I asked because a ski erg is not the most common uh, machine to be in regular gyms. So that's cool. Sure. So do you like to sprinkle all that stuff in throughout the workout or do you do more of your basic uh, back pulling uh, movements and then at the end of the workout, then you'll do some more like functional fitness stuff? How do you like to sprinkle that in? I sort of I sort of go by how I feel. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like a a rough, you know, I'm not very strict on like, oh, this is chest and I can only do chest and on Tuesdays back and on Wednesdays this, you know, I like to vary it up. Yeah. And so when I say I did back day, yeah, I, I did my pull-ups and I did my, you know, rows and things like that. But yeah, I sprinkle all that stuff in throughout. And, and also, you know, when I tell people, you know, yeah, I just got back from the gym. That's not always for me a weightlifting or a functional fitness thing. It could be I took a yoga class. I really love yoga. You know, it could be I just, you know, um, I came and did some jump roping or, or things like that. So, so it's pretty, pretty varied. Um, yeah, I love, that you, a, I, love that, I love that you bring that up because going to the gym is not always just like um, max exhaustion or really, oh, that was such a tough workout. Sometimes it's maintenance. Sometimes it's going in yeah. just to continue your ritual of showing up. You know, sometimes it's just about going through those doors some days. So I love that you said that. That's absolutely um, right. Yeah. So when did fitness become a part of your, we're going to, everyone listening that loves fitness, you know, embrace this amazing, but everyone that's like, yo, start talking about Harry Potter. We'll get there and we'll, <laughs> and we'll get to, to more about OG as well. But, uh, I, I want to get a, you know, OG, uh, is a practitioner of fitness. So let's, let's get into it. When did fitness become a part of your life? Uh, oof. I think it's always been a part of my life just because I grew up an athlete. Um, and I know you did too. Um, I forget. What did you play? You played, did you play I played uh, growing up. I played uh, baseball, basketball, and football. And then in college I played football. Mm -hmm. I played soccer a lot. Um, and I, I also grew up in Nigeria and soccer is the number one sport there. So in high school here, I was, uh, playing soccer. We had a weight training class. I was doing drama club. They wanted me to join the football team. And, you know, my parents were like, no football, you know. Um, but I tried to stay in any like sporting type things I could. Me and my friends had a little game that we played called flag tag, which is kind of, um, you know, you're in your wrestling position but you're sort of sprinting a lot and it's a, it's a made up game, but it, it incorporates all these different moves from different sports. So, mm -hmm. so I just grew up with an active lifestyle, mm -hmm. also playing sports in school. Um, but I didn't start going to a gym until like, what, maybe five years ago, you know, regularly. Yeah. Um, How was that? Before then it was, 
Did you feel comfortable going into the gym because of your athletic background or was there some type of, you know, getting to know you process as far as getting comfortable with the gym and all of the unique people that come with it? <laughs> Lots of unique people, including myself. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't think I was ever um, afraid or felt out of place, which I know sometimes can be a barrier for people. Um, for me, it, it started with um, group fitness. So I took a lot of CrossFit classes um, in college and uh, out of college. I was taking CrossFit classes. I was taking yoga classes. And then I was taking yoga classes at a, at a gym, you know? And then it's like, oh, what else can I do? I can do some of those um, Olympic lifting moves and CrossFit moves at the gym. And then I can figure out what other things work for me. And then now you have social media, you know, so I see someone on Instagram um, and he's doing something and I get to try it. And maybe I'm using less weight, but I, I'm trying out the moves and I, I'm figuring out, you know, the form and, and things like that. So, so it was a gradual ease in, but now I get to the gym and just like do whatever I feel like. And I have years of knowledge of what works, um, what, what is correct form. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. You mentioned that you are one of the unique people in the gym. What are, are you known? For, you know, like when you go to the gym, you're like, oh, there's the person that's always singing like really loud. There's the person <laughs> that grunts. There's the person that always comes up to me and tries to talk to me for, you know, an hour when I'm trying to, you know, you have all these people. There's the person yeah. that always has a matching outfit, like all blue or all <laughs> pink or which are you, do you have like a, some type of thing you're known for, you think? I've been known to, um, I mean, picture a gym floor with, you know, weights and bench press and everyone's, you know, doing their thing on the iron. Um, and in between my sets, you know, I'm doing a handstand or a split or pistol squats, you know, which yes. sort of seems out of place sometimes, depending on what gym you're at. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Especially if you have a certain uh, build or if you're the exercises that you're also doing kind of put you in this category of like, oh, no way could this person do a split. And then all of a sudden you do a, and then you do a split. Sorry, everyone's probably it's like, good, oh. It's a good party trick. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at look at OG pulling this split out of his bag. That's uh, that's cool. All right, yeah. so let's uh, let's go back. So you're from Nigeria. How long until you moved over here? Well, I I, I say that I'm from Nigeria and I'm from Georgia because um, I was born in Atlanta, um, but my my family I come from a family of immigrants and um, I have dual citizenship. You know, I have two passports. Mm -hmm. um, I, I grew up here, and then I spent a good portion of my youth, like middle school and some of high school, in Nigeria. So I also say I grew up there. Yeah. You know? um, so I, I claim both. Um, well, how? Yeah. How was that? So usually it's you know typically just the other way around. You're you're born in Nigeria. 
you come over here. But in this case, you were born here, you go to Nigeria, and then you come and back. Come. How yeah. was that? How was that like culturally and just making friends? And yeah, how, how, how was that growing up? Oh, I don't know. I don't know that I have um, a soundbite about what that experience is like, because it's like, in some ways, you know, when I first moved, because I, I, I sort of moved and, and was schooling there, and I was there for a, a long term, several years, um, I, was, I was a foreigner. You know, I'm the American with a weird accent. And then uh -huh. my accent sort of shifts and changes. And then I come back and I'm, I'm seeing some of my friends that I knew when we were kids, but I'm sort of straight off the boat because I'm a sort of a new person, you know? And so I sort yeah. of have to reconfigure and almost it's code switching, you know? Um, uh, a lot of immigrants and a lot of black people certainly um, are familiar with code switching and that that is basically you know when I'm around when I'm around Nigerians there's a certain way and then when I'm back um, but a lot of the time I was an outsider you know I, I was a foreigner there and then I'm sort of foreign here even though I um, I'm a part of both and I'm, and both are a part of me yeah is is the theater community kind of where you found your your place if you will or or when did theater start to like really become a part of your life absolutely i think you know um i had always been interested in in being an actor in theater in the little skits i do um in middle school and joining high school drama that was my people, you know, we're weird and we're intelligent and we're creative. Um, but it was always sort of, uh, we're just having fun here, you know? I, it's weird because I didn't grow up realizing that there was a career opportunity for me in the theater. You know, I, I didn't see a professional show until I got to college, you know? Um, I just thought it was sort of like, oh yeah, this is, this is what we're doing for fun. And those people that I see on TV, they, you know, they got lucky and they were discovered down the street. I didn't know that there were, you know, schools to go to or training or classes or things like that until I got to college and I took some of those elective classes and I saw a professional show that sort of opened my eyes in a big way. And um, then I then I sort of knew, okay, this is the path that I want to pursue. This is something that I want to do seriously and I want to train for it. And I want to um, sort of lead my life towards this vocation, you know? Yeah. What was the show that you saw your first professional show? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> um, it sounds silly, but uh, Spring Awakening. Okay, cool. Spring Awakening. It, it's sort of like I'm seeing people my age in the show talking about growing up and mm -hmm. sex and puberty and 
all these adult themes, themes that like were sort of taboo in, in my um, upbringing. It's sort of, um, it sort of just blew me away in terms of what they were doing on stage, what they were talking about on stage and seeing people like myself doing that work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Funny. Now I get to work with someone who was a part of that show. Um, and, and it's kind of nice to tell him that, you know, that, that show really meant a lot to me. Yeah. Um, wow. So Steven Spinella, I, I work with Steven Spinella now and, and they just had a reunion. I know. Um, that's coming out on HBO or something. I'm, I'm like plugging their show. <laughs> and, but, and, now, uh, it, and now you get to be that person for a young person that Steven was to you. You know, someone seeing yeah. uh, your show at Harry Potter and, uh, you know, down the road 10 years from now or however many years that young person might be saying the same thing. Oh, I saw Harry Potter and it changed my life. Yeah, that, that's really a blessing. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a privilege. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations for being a part of it. Um, that's, you know, yeah. it's an amazing show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com That's ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tell me a little bit about your experience with the show. The ensemble is like such a key component to making the magic happen. Uh, yeah. Just share a little bit about that. Maybe a couple of the moments during the show where it's like, wow, you wouldn't believe what we have to do to like make this happen. And I know there's some stuff you can't say because of, you know, all that. I'm just in a sense of like execution of like, wow, you had, you'd, you'd have no idea. Yeah. Our show is, you know, first of all, it's it's so unique to be a part of a show that was once, you know, how long was it? Maybe six hours, mm -hmm. right? And now it's three and a half hours. So before, um, it was split in two parts and maybe you're doing everything that you do four times a week, right? For part one and four times a week for part two. Now it's all crunched in. And so when you think of quick changes, they're quicker. That scene that you had a break is no longer there. So you're going boom to boom. Um, and a lot of the time, you may, you may not see the ensemble, but we're working behind the scenes to make the magic happen. And what's really interesting about this show, too, is that we're working so closely and so in sync 
that I can't just do my steps and my track. I have to worry about, I have to be cognizant about how what I'm doing affects how the other person is, say, moving that staircase and are we in sync and, and, and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so my track in particular, you know, is just sort of spread throughout, you know, running around. I had to, I had to request some of my changes to come and be on deck, you know, because I didn't have time to, you know, run to the dressing room and change and come back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this ensemble I think is is so is so in tuned and so um, God, we're just they're just so marvelous, and um, it's great to be a part of it. Um, and yeah, we're we're yeah. busting ass for yeah, three yeah. and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Um, were you? a Harry Potter fan at all growing up? Did you read the books or what was your oh, history? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, I read all so the books. This, so this is very cool for you to be in the show. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and to probably, invite my family, to yeah. have my family come and they read all the books and they saw the movies. Yeah. We're, we're huge, huge fans. Yeah. Yeah. I think, really I cool. think, I think uh, it's, I like to ask that question because it's unique in the sense that, while you were reading the books, there was no such thing as the Broadway play. So never could you yeah. be saying, oh, this is a dream of mine. No, you just yeah. were a fan and loving Harry Potter and the books. And then all of a sudden, boom, they make a show out of it and and, and you're in it, which is that's yeah. su- such a cool full circle moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and now, you know, um, I... I, I'm in the ensemble and I cover uh, Sorting Hat and Bane, yeah. which is cool because the Sorting Hat in the movies is a, 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 an actual hat. And yeah. on play, you know, it's personified. Um, and I also cover Ron Weasley, which is one of my favorite characters from the books. So mm-hmm. to be able to um, be Ron Weasley on stage sometimes is also pretty, pretty cool. Because as you, as you said, you know, I never thought, I, you know, I never thought I'd ever, you know, it's already been done. The movies have already been done, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And now you got to step into the world. That's cool. Um, I'll let you go here in just a sec. Uh, sec. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you, you know, making it work right after your gym session. Um, (laughs) but, uh, last one, uh, as you, balance a three and a half hour show and you uh keep up with your fitness regimen just life in general you know i know for my clients they get overwhelmed and a lot of it is about uh scheduling it's it's about um just being consistent how have you kind of found your groove from day to day of of being a professional uh actor and also, you know, maintaining your body and maintaining your mental health. How is that from a, yeah. a day-to-day basis? You know, um, it, 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 there was this quote that I, I heard many years ago, I think from Matthew McConaughey. And he said, break one sweat a day. And that 
has sort of stuck with me for, you know, over a decade now. Um, and that's what I try to do. So, you know, it's not about coming into the gym and logging hours on the weight room floor, you know, it's about showing up every day or doing something, anything, the bare minimum even. It could be I walked to work instead of taking the train because the weather's really nice and I'm getting my steps in. It could be I, I'm really tired, but I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to get on the mat and make an effort to stretch and make an effort to warm up. And maybe that's all I have in me, but it's cumulative, you know? So it, it adds to my being limber and it adds to my um, consistency, you know? Um, sometimes all I have is 20 minutes, but I gotta do something. I gotta break my one sweat a day or two or three sweats a day. You know, it, do, it doesn't really matter as long as um, I'm making a habit of being active. And so some of my some of my castmates are surprised that, you know, oh, you went to the gym before a two-show day? Yeah, I did. Because, because moving my body is a priority for me, you know? And we actually, we do have a group warm-up before our show. Um, so so we, we actually show up uh, an hour before half hour for a group warm-up. And our show is very physical. So, like, you know, you, you're getting you're sweating doing the job, you know, but it's, it's a part of my lifestyle to just, to just move every day. I, um, the pandemic became really hard because, um, everything closed down and then I was outside doing stuff. And as soon as the gym opened, I got a job at the gym, you know, Broadway was closed. There were no acting opportunities and I needed to, you know, make ends meet. And I got a job at the gym so that I could keep going to the gym and keep moving my body and be ready for when the time comes to sort of do eight shows a week. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say you have to train beyond your show. Like yeah. if, you're, if you're only physically capable to do the show, then it's already not good enough because you have to do the show eight times a week. And then over four weeks, that's 32. And then over a year, it's, I can't do the math, but you you get it. You can't just Absolutely. be just good enough to get the job done. You have to be beyond the job. And yeah. Um, yeah. like you said, just showing up and if it's just to stretch it out or warm up, it, it makes a big difference over time. So yeah. thanks for saying that. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and I really appreciate, uh, appreciate your time. I'll get you out of that that little room there <laughs> in the gym uh, and get you Dude, on. I could, this was so, this was so great. I could talk to you forever. Like I, I'm, I'm not hot anymore. Oh, you're good. Now. I'm not you're good. sweating. Okay. Like, okay, okay. like right. this is so great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm relieved with that. I'm relieved with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all, all right. Well then I want, can I just ask one more question then? Yeah. Yeah. I, I am. You're probably like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that now. He's, he's keeping No, me. no, no, no. I got you're, plenty of time. <laughs> this is we're hanging out man we're yeah out. yeah as promised I, I said the interviews are very much just a coffee shop chat so uh when i get back up to new york we'll have to do the real thing and, and meet for a All coffee right. um but i wanted to ask i'm sad about, i didn't see you when you were here yeah i know we caught that glance but I'm, like, i know yeah. i'm i'm glad uh we did end up connecting though 
I wanted to ask about you went to school uh, at Purdue and it says yeah. you, you, you got a BA, but from what you're saying, you didn't go for acting or theater necessarily, or did you? Uh, um, I didn't. I, it, it's an engineering school and I, um, it's a very good school. Out, you must be very, a very good school. You must be a smart guy. I, over there. <laughs> believe it or not, I started in aeronautical engineering technology. <laughs> they have an, uh, uh, an airport on campus. I had classes in the hangar. Um, wow. And I, I took like theater as an elective side thing, you know, again, yeah. oh, this is a fun thing to do. And what I noticed for myself was that I was doing well in school. I, I was getting my 4.0 um, in that program. But everyone around me, you know, oh, I've wanted to be a pilot since I was five years old. Oh, I've wanted to do this my whole life. And I sort of was not in that headspace for that program, but I found my love in the theater classes, you know? So by the end, I sort of changed my major and uh, sought out more opportunities to, to do what made me happy, but also to train seriously. So yeah, that's where I started Purdue. And then I went to University of California, Irvine. I got my MFA. Yeah. How, how, was, how was making that decision? Was it easy for you or, or was it like, wow, I've already poured so much of my time into this first you know, studies am I going to really do this? How was, was or, and how did, easy? how did, how did your parents take it? You know, that kind of thing. Hell no. <laughs> um, it was not easy. Um, it was not taken, um, you know, with, with a smile. <laughs> it was, it was a hard, many conversations. Um, and I sort of had to, to prove, prove that, you know, this is where I belong. This is um, serious. This is um, financially feasible. This, you know, I had to, I sort of had to make it on my own and, and sort of show, show my parents that, you know, this, this is, what I'm going to do. And I'm serious about it, you know, and, and they ended up supporting me after, but, um, it was not easy switching from, from aeronautical engineering technology. Yeah. Wow. What a transition. Yeah. Um, okay. OG, thank you so much for being on the episode. I appreciate you uh, a ton. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Joe. This was All great. right, everyone. That was OG. Uh, Gulue. And if you want to check out uh, his Instagram, you can check out the uh, description of this episode. Uh, it is I am OG and you can check out his website as well. You can just click right in the description of this episode. If you like the podcast, please follow, subscribe, double click, swipe up, whatever platform you're doing. Just uh, share the love if, uh, if you like what we got going on. All right. I'm Joe Roscoe. Later.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.